This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Monday, July 6th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. How was your uh, 4th of July weekend and your trip? It's good. Uh, I'm up at the uh, in-laws right now. Uh, my plans to go see the Phillies, unfortunately, got uh, cut cut off due to a little family emergency. But uh, besides that, everything's gone well. All right. Uh, everything all right? Everything settled and good? Yep, yep. Just a cool. uh, minor hospital visit. Everything's uh, better. And not okay. for me. Just uh, family, like I said. That's good. And uh, how are the in-laws? Uh, they're good. Uh, they're renovating their house in the Poconos and... Uh, I'm sitting in their basement right now watching a bunch of uh, workers bring up new flooring. <laughs> Very interesting stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, did you go to that Phillies game? Did you go see Billingsley Garza? N- no, yeah, that's the one I wasn't able to make due to the uh, family oh, emergency. Missed out on Billingsley Garza. Yeah. Up. And yeah. fireworks. Fireworks were apparently the best part of that game. Matt went to Samarja Ubaldo on Saturday, which, uh, it was sad because Samarja was awesome. Took a no-hitter into the sixth or something, mm-hmm. and then left with a two-run lead, and this bullpen just, like, immediately blows the lead. There goes his win. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where you're real glad you didn't have that pitcher. Uh, it was good with a good, uh, Avisa Yale catch in the ninth, yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dive into things. We're going to look at DFS sure. picks for today, for Monday. Um, and as usual, we're starting at catcher. Uh, Brad, what are you seeing at catcher, you think? Uh, there's two guys at the top of the barrel, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Buster Posey against John Neese. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we know, Posey likes to hit those lefties. Yeah. Uh, Neese is pretty exploitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's definitely good opportunities there. Uh, Posey, of course, is expensive. He's uh, 4,600 on FanDuel and 4,500 on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, you can it's, also go with a yeah. cheaper pick, Yasmani Grandel. Yeah. Uh, he's 4,200 on DraftKings, but very cheap on FanDuel at 3,200. Yeah. So, it's hard for me to find $1,400 more for Posey. Yeah. So on FanDuel, Grandel's definitely a much better option. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of similar ceilings today, I feel like. Uh, Posey's a slightly more reliable hitter, but it's, uh, it's a pretty f- minor margin. Mm-hmm. Also, Grandel's up against Sean O'Sullivan, who's one of the worst pitchers in the league. I don't yeah. know how the Phillies haven't found somebody to replace him yet. You would think. They had yeah, to replace anybody. <laughs> Jerome Williams, you know, and it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, agree. I would take Jerome Williams over. I mean, I know he's banged up, but it's, Sean O'Sullivan's not a major league pitcher, and, that he's making his 13th start is a little shocking. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump ahead slightly, but um it's like Bryce Harper is 5200 bucks today and he gets Anthony DeSclafani and I'm just like Anthony DeSclafani is not terrible enough for me to go with Harper. Like he's not good, mm-hmm. you know. And then I was like what matchup would you need to want to actually go with Harper and spend like 5200 bucks and I'm like oh it would have to be like Sean O'Sullivan or something like that. Like that's, he's on my list of like dream matchups basically right now in the league. You know, if you were to name what pitcher you want your hitter to match up against, like yeah, he, he's on the short list. You know, 
and, and you're right. The Phillies apparently don't have other options. So, yep. Uh, staying on the Harper topic for a moment, we'll get mm-hmm. back to catchers. Uh, I think when you're looking at a guy who's that expensive, the way I use them really depends on the other guys on my team. So, if I picked out like a cheap pitcher that I feel really good about, or if I have a stack that happens to be cheap. Uh, like tonight on FanDuel, you can get a cheap Dodger stack together somehow. I'm not yeah. sure why that's possible, but you can get a cheap one together. Mm-hmm. And if you go with them and you're not using one of the three or four aces out there, uh, Harper might look affordable. Yeah. Um, so that's really the situation I'd be looking to use him in. Uh, not so much worrying about getting the A-list matchup as much as uh, just having that extra money. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good point. Um, okay. Uh, any other catchers? I had two cheap ones. Um, but to be on, but to be honest, I don't like them as much as Grandall. Um, do you have any interest in AJ Pierzynski at Kyle Lowe's? I, I don't mind it. Uh, Lowe's has been just so bad yeah. that I think it's definitely a viable play. Yeah. Uh, as we know, Pierzynski's a, contact guy uh he's an aggressive guy i should say not so much a contact guy Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's going to be swinging out of his shoes uh trying to get into one and trying to put a bunch of balls in play so that can definitely work out well especially with how poor locious pitched yeah um yeah he's only 2200 bucks you know Mm -hmm. like but he could could do okay i guess and then uh alex avila's back and he's 2500 bucks and he's a left-handed bat in that tigers lineup so he can be interesting, even though not uh, overwhelming. He gets Sasashi Iwakuma, who's a pretty decent pitcher, but he's, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It's not a great matchup. I just like that he's yeah. back. He's 2500 bucks, which is okay. But to me, on, at least on FanDuel, like, Grandal is, is who sticks out, um, for sure. It's being mm-hmm. a deal. Okay. Yeah. You have any other catchers, or is those pretty well run the options for you? There's a few guys you could take a look at. Uh, one of those, uh, being Matt Wieters against Phil Hughes. Okay, uh, sure. A solid type matchup. Um, mm-hmm. games at Target Field, uh, not a great place for a left-handed power, and, uh, that's where Wieters will be batting from tonight. Uh, you could also think about Salvador Perez at Alex Kaome. Uh, again, just kind of an option rather than something I'm really excited about. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others. Oh, uh, Miguel Montero was one of the other ones that I was thinking of today, uh, just because of his role in the uh, middle of the Cubs lineup more so than anything else. He's against John Lackey. Yeah, and he's been better, for sure. Like, the last couple of years, he's been a bit disappointing, and he's not all of a sudden being amazing, but he's back to being, you know, much more viable. So And and he's very cheap, is the the main selling point of him. Uh, 2800 on DraftKings, which is pretty much... Uh, equivalent to any sort of terrible player Mm -hmm. Uh, that you can get something out of him maybe a home run in the middle of the Cubs lineup uh, that could be a big payout yep yep um okay let's move on to first base uh not as as, like usually I have a ton of guys and my list is a little bit shorter today or at least not as inspiring but still plenty of options first base you can almost always find someone um I want to bring up a less popular guy. I don't think he'll really get picked, but, um, do you have thoughts on, like, Clinton Robinson in the Nationals lineup? Um, he, to me, he feels like a pretty typical 4A player. 
Um, like some pop, but like in the major leagues, by no means dominant. Do you have like any thoughts on Clint Robinson? I think he pretty much captured it. He's yeah. done a decent job controlling the strike zone, uh, not a big whiff rate, uh, some, uh, walks, and that's encouraging. He's got some power, uh, I think he's a 30 year old. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, he is what he is. Yeah. Uh, he's not gonna break out, you know. Yeah, uh, we usually talk about trying to get uh, top quality performance out of first base, and I, I see Robinson more as a guy you kind of plug in as uh, you're just trying to save money. Yeah. Uh, if you're feeling really good about Chris Sale, for example, tonight, I could see going with Robinson yeah. as a way of saving money. Yeah. Uh, he's twenty eight hundred bucks on Fanduel. And he gets Dace Clefani, which again is like an okay matchup, but nothing that special. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that's probably interesting in like an in a lonely format. You know, you're probably yes, already aware definitely. of him. He has a little bit of pop. He's going to be playing for a little while and like nothing special, but capable. Um, but when it comes to DFS, I, I need more, you know, unless it was like a really good matchup. And again, Dace Clefani is a fine matchup, but not one to, to flip out about. So, right. um, yeah, worth attention, but, but, and you wouldn't be crazy for doing it, but I, I would go like, for 400 more bucks, which isn't that much, Joey Votto gets Doug Fister. And Joey Votto is a lot more reliable, for sure, and Doug Fister's just been not good this year. Um, not striking anybody out, and he usually doesn't strike out a lot of guys, but it's been, you know, bad by his standards. And Joey Votto is Joey Votto. I mean, he's cooled off a little bit, but he's, Joey Votto's awesome, you know. Um, even cheaper than Clint Robinson is Eric Hosmer, and he's 2700 bucks. Yeah. Like, I, so it's re- pretty hard to recommend Clint Robinson. Um, and Hosmer is, you know, inconsistent for sure, but the talent's there undeniably. Adam Lind gets Matt Whistler, which is fine. You know, Matt Whistler is new, like young and new, but he's not a huge pushover. Um, but Adam Lind is 4200 bucks on FanDuel. And he's been good. He hasn't been that good, though. And that's a lot. I can't see paying that, uh, for him. Not with all these other options that are so much cheaper. Um, Chris Davis is 3300 bucks against Phil Hughes. I assume you're fine with that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like yeah. you said, it, you're, you're always kind of, with that Davis recommendation, you're crossing your fingers for a pair of home runs, knowing yeah. that you're probably going to get four strikeouts. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, did you see again, talking about these White Sox games, uh, in Chicago, he got robbed twice, actually, uh, uh, in, in like consecutive games, robbed of home runs, like right <laughs> at the wall. And no, I missed that. there was a clip of him goes to the dugout after the second one and like grabs a white towel and like waves it in the air. Like, <laughs> I give up. I give up. Uh, the first one was amazing catch and the second one was still a pretty good catch. And it's just like, can't buy a break in Chicago. Um, and yeah, Minnesota is not going to be a great place for him to hit either. Uh, but and Phil Hughes is whatever. Um, and then, you know, you mentioned this Dodger stack. Adrian Gonzalez is interesting, but he might be hurt. Um, yeah, keep I'm an eye on sh- that. Yeah, so I'm not sure that he'll be in. If he is, he gets Sean O'Sullivan, and that's amazing. And he's only 3000 bucks, so he's almost a must-play if he's in, don't you think? Uh, just because of that injury was a... Was it a finger? Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's hit on the hand, so... Yeah. 
that, that's the type of injury, even if he's playing through it, uh, might really sap his ability for a game or two while he's mm-hmm. kind of dealing with bone bruises and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's cooled off quite quite a bit. There's a reason why he's fallen into the kind of bargain category at 3,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much I would stay away from him in a Sean O'Sullivan matchup, but when you combine that with his hand being potentially injured, uh, definitely some reasons to stay away tonight. I can see the concern, for sure. I, I would I have a hard time avoiding him at, you know, with Sean O'Sullivan, but I can see the mm-hmm. concern, for sure. And then another guy that's cooled down is uh, Lucas Duda gets Chris Heston. Um, yeah, he's I been like very Luka. cold. <laughs> yeah, I like Lucas Duda a lot, and he's cheap, but it's that's concerning, you know. Um, yeah, that's my rundown of first base. Do you have other options that I missed that you like? Sure. Uh, there's actually, as usual, plenty of first base options. At the more expensive end, you could uh, definitely consider uh, Jose Abreu against Mark Burley. Sure. Uh, Burley's been pitching pretty well. He's not someone I'm looking to target these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, he's still the kind of guy who can blow up at any moment. Yep. And uh, he's also the kind of guy who could reel off a complete game and you know give up five hits. He's the current version of uh, Jamie Moyer in the league right now. I can so, see that. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a wide range of possible outcomes anytime he pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Anthony Rizzo against John Lackey. Uh, that's at uh, Wrigley Field, so you don't have to worry about the uh, big Bush Field, Bush Stadium uh, dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the matchup itself, it's okay. It's more you're targeting Rizzo being an excellent hitter rather than trying to take advantage of John Lackey. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Eric Hosmer. Uh, he's a nice high floor option for like a cash game type roster. I might prefer Kendris Morales if I'm going to a GPP. I just like his uh, power a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think he's still more likely to put up a big night than Hosmer on any given day. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, any other first baseman? Is that about to do it for you? I, I think that's about it. There's yeah. definitely some other guys you could go with, but uh, they're starting to get a little fringy. Yeah. Uh, we can definitely step away and move on to the next group. And that's a good run of different prices, for sure. That's what I like about first base, and I often kind of pick it last, because I'm like, you can run your whole rest of your lineup and see how much money you have, and then mm-hmm. end up there and, and find somebody that'll fit that's usable. Um, how about second base for you? Not nearly as many options, but still some guys today. Yeah, definitely some guys. Uh, probably starting with Brian Dozier against Wee and Chen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always mention Dozier when he's facing a lefty. Chen has, uh, he does have platoon splits. They're not huge, but they exist. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely not as good against right-handed hitters. And as we know, Dozier really lights up against lefties. Yep. Uh, he'll be looking to pull a ball or two. Uh, it's a stadium target field. It's not bad for right-handed power, even though it has that reputation. Uh, there's, it's a good matchup for him. Uh, he's expensive. And, uh, especially on DraftKings, uh, a little more affordable on FanDuel, he's 3500 Yeah. And, I mean, Wei and Chen's decent, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy to avoid matching up against, but also not a guy I'd like Target to exploit. He's decent. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, I, I had Brian Dozier. Uh, Scooter Jeanette is never gonna be a fantasy stud, but he's like been Scooter Jeanette since coming back from the minors. Like he's, He's all of a sudden viable again. He was so bad to start the year, but it's yeah. one of those stories where, like, AAA sorted him out, it seems like, you know. So 
if you believed in Scooter Jeanette last year, he, he's back to being what he was, essentially. And uh, he gets Matt Whistler, which is fine. You know, I don't know. He's not exciting, but he's useful. He's doable. Um, do you like Neil Walker gets James Shields, which is very okay, you know? I, it's hard to be excited, but it's the, the side of the plate he likes to face, and, and it's not in Petco. I don't know. Are you... <laughs> Are you intimidated by Shields? I always like James Shields, so it's it's a little. I'm bit... not. I'm not sure. I'm intimidated. Yeah. Uh, Walker has driven his price up with a couple four hit games mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of the month. Uh, so he's now 3200 on Fanduel, which is fine. Uh, he's 4100 on DraftKings, which maybe isn't fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not super happy about the matchup with Shields, just because he is such a solid, reliable type pitcher. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not good enough to really count on as like an auto shutdown of an opposing lineup. I think the Pirates have enough firepower to get to him uh, on a good day. Yeah. Uh, we'll just see if, you know, it's one of those times when Fields is making all his pitches and can stifle them or if they can turn the corner and get him. Yep. Um, who else do you like at second base? Uh, Howie Kendrick has Sean O'Sullivan. Sure. Uh, if you're playing DraftKings, there's another uh, Dodger, uh, Justin Turner. Uh, we could also mention him as a third baseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. All those guys in that Dodger lineup. you know. Yeah, pretty much all the Dodgers. Yeah, you can go for any of them. It's a good lineup against Fridays, and they get one of the worst Fridays. So. Yep. Uh, Daniel Murphy's looked okay since returning from the DL. Uh, Chris Heston has something of a platoon split. The Mets have been just so terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't really even think about stacking them. It's it's actually funny. This is their first matchup against Heston since that no-hitter that he threw against them. And I actually used a bunch of Mets that day, and they were kind of the difference between make, me making a lot of money and me making a couple dollars. Yeah. Uh, like my roster was good enough even without any contribution for the Mets to make money. So it would have been nice I, if they had hits. <laughs> you and I were talking a little bit on Twitter because somebody asked us about a matchup if we like Steven Matzer or Mike Bolsinger in a, mm-hmm. in a matchup, I think, opposite each other. And I had recommended Bolsinger because he gets the Mets and they're so bad against righties. And I thought Mike Bolsinger yeah. had done pretty well. And it went poorly for me. And, you know, it, it, I was wrong and that's okay. Uh, but I was just, I like that matchup because the Mets have been so cold and bad against righties. And I like Steven Matz a lot. I think he's very good. But he had to face the Dodgers, who are more average against lefties, but still, like, there's a lot of thump, you know, in that lineup. Right. Um, but I I mean, I would pick it again tomorrow. I would take Bolsinger against the Mets. Maybe not of the two, but uh, may, maybe still of the two. I just... <laughs> uh, righties against the Mets right now, man. They're, oh, they're yeah. like, second to last or last against, you know, against them. So, yeah, no, I agree that they're kind of exploitable. You know, their good lefty bats are Duda and Granderson, and Duda's been cold, and Granderson's pretty whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Dan- and Daniel Murphy, I guess, who's, you're, you're right, he's okay, but not a, a guy to avoid going up against. Um, so, yeah, consider Daniel Murphy um, at second base. Does Jace Peterson and Kyle Loesch do anything for you? It's an option. Yeah, uh, it's not special. any different than Daniel Murphy, really, in quality. Yeah. Uh, I like Murphy more as a player, I think, uh, and that certainly helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if I'm like looking for a tiebreaker. But as we've talked about, Loesch is a guy who you can go out and exploit. And Peterson's all right. He bats near the top of the Braves lineup most days and uh, has a little speed, uh, can get into a ball every once in a while. Mm-hmm. He's a solid play. I wouldn't argue with you if you wanted to use him over uh, someone like Murphy or uh, another cheap option like Danny Espinosa. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, and then I have one last one. Uh, Jimmy Paredes is 3200 bucks against Phil Hughes, which is fine. Again, I like these lefties against Phil Hughes. The ballpark's not great, though. So, it's, you know, that's another option. He's shown signs of life again. He's not dead, you know, but he's not that inspiring either. Do you like Jimmy Paredes at all? Yeah, uh, we've talked about him a lot this year. It's a very aggressive profile. Yeah. Up and uh, down, Blair. That that can really work for you in a GPP where you're you know, trying to get somebody who uh, goes out there, puts balls in play, and hopefully puts one over the fence. Uh, he's got all of that in his profile. Uh, won't be taking walks <laughs> yeah. uh, most nights and has a lot of swing and miss that I think will catch up to him eventually. Yep, yep. Okay, any other second baseman that you did? One last name uh, to consider, uh, Cesar Hernandez against Eric Serkamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serkamp's not a, an exciting pitcher by any means. Uh, definitely someone you can exploit. Uh, lefty, uh, Hernandez is a switch hitter, so that's not really an issue. And he's doing well recently. Uh, more of a, uh, he's got decent plate discipline. Uh, he's got something like a 10% walk rate, 15% strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much power, but the profile has looked similar to Matt Carpenter, which is you know, fantastic, top of yeah. lineup, and that's where Hernandez has been hitting. Uh, it's definitely a good option for uh, tonight. He's three thousand on Fanduel, uh, just thirty one hundred on DraftKings. Uh, I, I certainly like it. Phillies usually are a team to avoid for offense, but they've developed a couple guys who you can go to uh, with some regularity. Yeah, I was going to bring exactly that up, where that's a good matchup. It's a bad lefty, which is usually DFS gold. And I was like, great, that's, you know, Eric Serkamp starting, awesome. He gets the Phillies, and then you go to the Phillies lineup, and you're like, who do I take? And the one that sticks out is Michael Franco at yes. third base, which we're about to get to. That's a good matchup for him, and the rest of the lineup, I just kind of went... I don't know. Like, Jeff Francoeur is a guy that hits lefties, and he's been bad. And it's like, Darren Ruff hits lefties bad. You know, like, there's a lot of really uninspiring guys in there. But uh Cesar Hernandez is a, a good one. He, have you seen these quotes where Phillies are talking about, like, maybe he'll still get playing time when Chase Utley comes back? And, like, things like that. Or... The really weird one I saw was, like, where's, like, they're going to try and talk about where Chase Utley might play, which the only other option is moving in the first base. Like, there's no, like, he's not going to move to the outfield. Like, I don't know. Um, basically, the the point is Cesar Hernandez is playing well uh, and is useful. You know, I don't know if he's Matt Carpenter, but even leaning in that direction is is a good thing. So that's a good call on that one. For sure. Um, I could see that against Sir Camp, who is exploitable. Um, but yeah, we're, that, that leads us into third base. Michael Franco, he's 3300 bucks. He hits. He has platoon advantage against Sir Camp. Uh, the only downside is, one, it's not a great park. Um, but also that he doesn't have a lot of guys to drive in, to be fair. Right. 
the lineup, the the supporting cast isn't great, but dude can hit. He'll be okay. So I like that matchup. Um, do you have more thoughts on Michael Franco other than dude can hit? <laughs> uh, you know, it's there's there's not too much more to it tonight. Uh, it's a lovely matchup for him, as you mentioned. The stadium's not great for right-handed power. Uh, it's not so terrible that you you need to avoid it, like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a solid situation for Franco. I, I definitely uh, I'm looking at probably using him in a lineup or two if I get anything together for tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they, anytime you can take advantage of Eric Serkamp with a, a good hitter, uh, mm-hmm. you do it. <laughs> yep. Um, I also wrote down Trevor Plouffe at Twenty and Chen. He's twenty nine hundred bucks. We'd like to mention him against lefties. He's capable. Nothing special. Yeah. Um, real cheap is Mike Moustakis gets Alex Colome. Um, that's, that could be good. He might not be in though. And right. the word was he, he left yesterday's game with a family emergency. And, uh, they're being ambiguous about it. Uh, the truth is it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that he might not be in. So keep an eye out for him. If he's in and he's 2600 bucks, I like that. That's cheap, but, uh, could very well not be in the lineup. So, uh, keep an eye out. Um, I also wrote Luis Valbuena gets Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco was obviously amazing in his last start, and it's been pretty good this year. He's been that frustrating Carrasco type that has awesome peripherals, but just not the great array. Um, and that's just, it, it drives us stats guys kind of nuts, you know? <laughs> you're like, he should be so much better than he's been, and we don't know exactly what to do there, so... Um, Luis Felbuena has a 481 slugging percentage against righties this year, which is not incredible, but it's pretty good. You know, he's, he's been doing good against righties, at least in the power department. Um, and I think he's also day to day. So there's a lot of like flags around Felbuena, but there's potential there also. Um, right Manny Machado, who's red hot. He gets Phil Hughes. He's 4,200 bucks though. So if you're going to believe, you have to believe pretty hard, but at least it's a, a righty in Minnesota, which is still not a great park. Um, but he's going to lead off and I bet the Orioles can do some stuff against Phil Hughes. Uh, so he should be okay. Do you like Manny Machado? I mean, the price makes it kind of tough, but yeah, the price is a little hard to work around, especially on Vandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's a little more affordable on DraftKings. Uh, let me pull up his price. Yeah, he's only 3900 on DraftKings, so yeah. he's a relative bargain there where he's less expensive even than like Evan Longoria. Uh, Trevor Plouffe is the same price as him. Uh, I think if you're thinking about using Trevor Plouffe and you look down and see Machado at the same price point, you gotta, you gotta, gotta go there. switch. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, what other third baseman do you like? There's a pretty good bunch of them tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely go with Todd Frazier, uh, even though he doesn't have the platoon advantage. He's just very good this year. Uh, yep. An expensive yeah. guy, and I would say kind of falls into that uh, Bryce Harper territory I was talking about earlier, where if you have the money left over after you know, filling another position, sure, go for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't go out of your way to start with him. Yeah. Uh, mentioned Justin Turner. Uh, probably he's a third baseman on FanDuel. Probably where you'd want to look to use him tonight if you're going with a Dodger stack. Uh, also like Matt Duffy against John Neese. Uh, that one's yeah, yeah. in San Francisco where you know, power kind of goes to die. So there's certain downsides involved. Uh, you mentioned Moustakis. Uh, I, 
I kind of have a feeling he won't be in tonight. Yeah. The uh, only reason I go back to bring him up. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on it if you are looking to go with a uh, royal stack with Moustakis. Uh, Alex Colomay is a pitcher you can take advantage of. And there's you know a few of those left-handed uh, royals in there that I really like tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, games at Kauffman Stadium again. That's another place where you know power's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can also even think about Kyle Seeger. Um, yeah, he's up against uh, Alfredo Simon, and that's a solid matchup. Uh, Simon's a solid pitcher. Uh, not someone you really need to worry about too much. And uh, I-, I kind of think this might end up being a high-scoring game. Yeah. Uh, I- it's Iwakuma's making his first start since returning from disabled list. Uh, Simon, as I mentioned, solid but uh, often uh, inconsistent, and I could see this one going uh, both like uh, pinballing back and forth for a while. <laughs> yeah, and Seager's only twenty five hundred bucks on Fanduel. Yes, pretty cheap for what he's capable of. That's the main reason I got around to him. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, uh, it's an inexpensive option. Yeah, I like uh, that. It's pretty hard to justify putting him in for a pretty cheap price. And Alfredo Simone's fine, but, you know, nothing special. Nothing worth that you have to avoid at all. Um, yeah, any others for you? Oh, Justin uh, Turner, we mentioned. Lee. One potentially big name, uh, one of our high-risk, high-reward, two-home-run type plays, uh, Miguel Sano. Uh, versus yes. Wee and Chen. Yeah, uh, twenty two hundred on Fanduel. Uh, dirt cheap. I don't know how he got the min price, uh, considering he's like six for sixteen or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can get him for the minimum. Uh, squeeze him in there. Hope for your two home runs. Uh, he's a pure power guy. A lot of whiff in that profile, uh, especially as he adjusts to the majors. Yeah, he's not going to stay at the minimum price for that long. I no. feel like one, you know, it's going to start to go off probably. I mean, it's entirely possible he falls on his face and goes back down to the minors for a bit, but this is a dude with, with pop for sure. You're right. Uh, I don't mind that at all. If you're feeling lucky and you want, you know, you're playing GPP or something and shooting for the moon, like he could have a big game. There's no reason why not. So that's a good call on that. I should have mentioned that. Uh, I like bringing him up because it, I could see him being one of those guys we end up mentioning a lot. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's definitely a Pedro Alvarez type, yep. where there's a lot of power involved, and uh, we'll see you know, how he adjusts to the majors, how quickly he settles in. Could see a, a nice burst like Joey Gallo showed before kind of petering out. Yeah, uh, could also see a slow adjustments and uh, you know stable production going forward. Yeah, uh, time will tell. Cool. Okay, um, let's jump to shortstop. Do you have any shortstops that stick out to you? I think the real obvious choice tonight, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's not a great matchup, uh, Johnny Peralta versus John Lester. Yep. Uh, Peralta's just so steady at a position where most of the guys aren't. And you know, Lester's not really a guy to be terrified of these days. Uh, he's certainly he's, he's, capable of throwing yeah. a good outing in there. Uh, he's but he's mostly but... mortal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, de- definitely with uh, Wrigley Field in play, uh, Peralta could turn around on one. Uh, we should have some base runners on in front of him to <laughs> yeah. drive in. Hits both sides of the plate, you know. Yep. 
no real platoon problems. And of course, he has the advantage against Lester. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like him. Uh, I wrote down four names, and he's the most expensive one I wrote. But he's only thirty-one hundred bucks on Fanduel, so that's not like yeah. break your bank expensive. Um, so I like him. The cheaper options I wrote: Brad Miller gets Alfredo Simone. He's twenty-five mm-hmm. hundred bucks, and Jimmy Rollins is twenty-four hundred bucks against O'Sullivan. And yeah. That's cheap, but Jimmy Rollins has some speed and power potential. He's been bad. There's no two ways around it. He's been bad, but against such a hittable pitcher and in such a good lineup, I would be okay with that. Knowing that he could run into one and get you a home run, and he could also steal you a base and you know get you something. So uh, I'd be okay with Rollins just because he's so cheap. Um, the other one I wrote, uh, Brandon Crawford gets John Neese, and... Brandon Crawford has always hit lefties for some reason, even though he's lefty. It's like a weird reverse split. Um, and now this year he's showing power in general. Not a ton, but some, you know. Uh, and I've, even if he slows down on, on that, there's some pop there. So, um, Brandon Crawford's 2800 bucks, and I, on FanDuel, and I like that. I don't know that I like it that, but Peralta at 31 is, is hard to beat, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That's basically it, yeah. If Peralta were like 36, which I think he almost should be, I'd be like, oh yeah, then maybe go cheaper. But it's just not that much more expensive to go Peralta, so I think that's my favorite for sure. But uh, Brandon Crawford's not a bad a bad move, and then Brad Miller and Rollins are both nice and cheap. Um, any other shortstops for you? I think you can consider Carlos Correa against Carlos Carrasco. Sure. Uh, I'm one of the... The first guys on the Carrasco bandwagon. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of his. Uh, disappointed to see that, uh, ball scoot over second base, uh, the other night, uh, to break up his no hitter. Uh, Korea's very good. I, I had some doubts going in. I wasn't sure, uh, you know, how well he'd actually hit, but I'm starting to be convinced that maybe he is, if not, uh, the best shortstop hitter uh, among the top three mm-hmm. and you know, even with the tricky matchup against Carrasco he, he could justify his cost uh, not super expensive on FanDuel at 3800 that's definitely a, a price you can get into most lineups yeah. uh, same with uh, DraftKings 4200 that's kind of a standard average price for a player and yeah, in both cases like I said very good hitter uh, tough matchup yeah um, uh, but, uh, but, nice yeah. alternative to Peralta. Doable price. Yeah. Doable. Uh, not great, but doable. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a kind of a range of guys for you at shortstop. Let's go ahead and move on to the outfield. Um, I mentioned Bryce Harper, 5200 bucks. It's Anthony DeSclafani, who's a fine matchup. Not a, not a great one. Not a Sean O'Sullivan level of matchup, but definitely not imposing. Harper can do fine against him if you can afford it great uh wouldn't bend over backwards to get him in but but you wouldn't be crazy you know um jay bruce gets doug fister 3300 bucks jay bruce is kind of me and jay bruce again he's not you know mashing the ball but he's been certainly capable uh, he should be able to hit 25 if not 30 home runs you know this year uh and be okay and like i said doug fister's been nothing special um at the same price as randall grichuk gets john lester I don't know if I like him at Jay Bruce price, but still not bad. Um, have we talked about Randall Grichuk? Are you on board? In, in a sense. He's yes. 
competent. Yeah, he's sure. We'll call it competent. Uh, there's a lot of uh, swing and miss in the profile. I'm not sure if he can really hang on to a job long term. Uh, at least for the Cardinals, I see him more as like a second division starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's good enough. Uh, someone you can use in fantasy and DFS in the right matchup. Uh, you're going to get strikeouts more often than home runs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's not too much average upside either. So there's a couple problems with the profile. Uh, you know, not not an ideal pick, but someone who can work in the right matchup. Okay. Um, who jumps off the page for you in the outfield? Uh, there's there's not too much jumping going on, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like uh, a couple Brewers. Uh, Ryan Braun's been hitting well. Uh, yep. Very expensive on FanDuel. I wouldn't even consider him there. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, 5000 bucks. Yeah, he, he's also expensive on DraftKings, but in a relative sense, it's not as crazy. He's yeah. 5300 there. Yeah. Uh, the equivalent, I think, would be about six thousand to uh, five thousand on Fanduel. Yeah. Uh, another Brewer, uh, Gerardo Parra, uh, probably he's even been, a better play. He's been good. Uh, yeah, he's been hitting real well. Uh, obviously, doesn't have the kind of power that Braun does. Uh, that's why you're going to get him a lot cheaper. Uh, he's putting plenty of balls in play, uh, hitting atop the uh, Brewers lineup. Uh, in front of guys like Braun and Adam Lind. Hitting some homers uh, lately, which is not yep. predictive, but not a bad sign. Yep, showing some power. That game is in Milwaukee, so it's a good power park. Matt Whistler's not anybody to avoid. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I definitely like him tonight. Uh, yeah. Good, affordable, um, multifaceted option. Yeah. All those Dodgers, you know, we're going to mention mm-hmm. every Dodger, basically. Jacques yep. Peterson, Andre Ethier are at fine prices. Ethier's cooled down, driven his price down, but O'Shawn O'Sullivan can help you turn things around. Slump buster, perhaps. Um, and then you seal Puig, it's only 3300 bucks. I mean, it's not the platoon advantage, but Puig doesn't care, you know. Um, yeah, are you, I assume you're in on all of them. Oh yeah, uh, any and all Dodgers tonight. I, I feel like he, Rollins is maybe the only guy that's somewhat questionable yeah. uh, to use. Everyone else, it's uh, a green light. Yeah. Uh, however you want to put them together. Yeah, and and yeah, I mentioned Rollins again because this is a shortstop and he's mm-hmm. cheap, you know. And if you want to punt shortstop, I think you could do worse, yeah. you know. Y- you can definitely still use him. He just uh, compared to the other Dodgers. If you're you know, looking at the eight guys. Yeah. One of them is not like the others, and it's Jimmy Rollins. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, do you like these Tigers outfielders against Iwakuma? I mean, not the platoon advantage again. You want to assess for this. And have you seen how hot J.D. Martinez has been? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So It's been outrageous. I, I, I'm a fan of Martinez's. Uh, I talked to uh, Dan Farnsworth about him before last year. Uh, he got me interested uh at, managed to pick him up in a few leagues before he even really got playing time mm-hmm. and uh you know that was that was a fortunate turn of events yes. uh, so i've been <laughs> rooting for him ever since uh this uh he's got something like 10 home runs in 12 days yes. or something it's that's what ridiculous. i have. that's <laughs> i went to go count his game log and i was like i have the wrong column you know you're like that must be rbis and then you go yeah. and you're like that is home runs like how how have I not heard this more? That's one of those things as why I figured it would be all over. I haven't heard as much. No, he's on a crazy streak. And he, so he's on pace for like being a 35, 40 homer guy. 
I, I don't know that I'll do that, but man, you know, in the middle of a good year, I was talking he's to Matt. A Thirty home run guy at the very least. Yeah, so, I was he's talking got crazy to, power. Talking to Matt about it, and it's like this. And he's only like twenty-seven. It's great. I'm all on board. He should be, you know, a great outfielder in all formats. Um, but next year, I just reeks of like he'll have a big year, and the next year he's going to be like a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's gonna scare me, you know, when people wanna take him in the first, like, round or two. Um, but. He's anyway. already pretty expensive this year, too. I think he was like a, a third or fourth, really. Yeah. Well, in a 12 teamer. That's working out for most people right now. Yeah. Um, he's 4,400 bucks on FanDuel, and he gets Iwakuma, which it's not the platoon advantage, but the way he's sitting might not matter. Might be a good way to welcome him back. Um, I wrote down Kelly Johnson gets Kyle Loge. He's twenty four hundred bucks. Kelly Johnson is hitting righties, but he's not that inspiring. There's some pop there. The Braves lineup is tough. Um, the Braves outfielder I also like. Also twenty four hundred bucks. I want to talk about Nick Markakis because this line just like cracks me up. Um, <laughs> he's hitting two ninety nine, which is good. He's on basing three eighty eight, which is good. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, um, probably he's, great. <laughs> yeah, he's slugging three fifty five, which is bad. He has zero home runs and one stolen base and three hundred and forty eight plate appearances. <laughs> so not only is the on base higher than the slugging, which is always a fun sign, but just like hitting well, but like no power. It. <laughs> It's a fun line. I, I don't think it's great for DFS. It's okay. You know, again, it's a good matchup. He gets Kyle Loge. You should get some hits. But, like, that is just one of the emptiest batting lines you will see, <laughs> you know. It's like if Juan Pierre could draw walks. It's just a, a nice, empty average. And he was never that guy. I mean, he was never a huge power guy. But he could usually, like, have some pop. But no home runs yet. We're on, like, Nick Markakis home run watch, I feel like. Um, and it could be Kyle Loesch, but I certainly wouldn't run out and grab him. So, worth mentioning, could get you some points for sure. You know, he's 2400 bucks. that's so cheap. But, okay, just the giant zero on the home run column is, is pretty big turnoff, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's, y- y- you need some sort of home runs or at least, uh, Billy Hamilton type steals if you're, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get somebody, especially for like a GPP. Uh, I, I, I do like Marcakis as a cheap uh, punt for a cash game, mm-hmm. uh, just because he is such a, a high floor guy. Yeah, uh, he's probably going to give hits. you one or two points today. It's yeah. not much. And uh, it's kind of low. She's so bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can't count on a lot, but I mean, how many homers does Marcakis end the season with? Six, five, like mm. he's. Zero. <laughs> that would be impressive. That would be impressive. Uh, like at, at this rate, I'd probably say two or three. To be honest, he's yeah. not really putting anything near the wall that I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm just missing the games when he does it. But I've I feel like I've seen a decent amount of the Braves recently, and uh, haven't really noticed Marquez doing too much. Like I said, we're on Nick Marquez's homer watch. I don't think it's funny. Yeah. And after, uh, Ben Revere finally hit one, you know, now it's like, oh, now you gotta keep an eye out for, for those homers we're waiting on. Um, but yeah, I felt, I just wanted to bring up that line. It makes mm-hmm. me laugh. Um, and you're right, it can work in a cash game. Um, yeah, any other outfielders for you that stuck out? 
I mentioned the Royals as a team you could think about stacking tonight. Sure. Uh, Alex Gordon and Lorenzo Cain look fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of like an alternative type stack. Uh, I'm more targeting the pitcher column A than any other factor. Yeah. Uh, especially the ballpark. Uh, most people will probably stay away from a full stack just because of that park. Yeah. Um, uh, you can think about Melky Cabrera, who's hit a lot better recently, uh, quietly. It's hard not to. Yeah. He's, uh, looked like the 2014 version of himself the last, uh, I want to say about 14 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, could be just a small little blip, uh, could be back on track. Uh, he's, the main issue was, Caught bat bit, but really weak contact, and uh, he's turned that around in this uh, hot streak. Yep. So yeah, There's hopefully can put there. some. Yeah, hopefully can put something together against Mark Burley. Uh, I can see him as a viable punt, uh, just like Marcakis, really. Yeah, yeah. There's talent there, but he certainly wasn't doing much with it for forever. You, you can certainly expect a home run to be much more likely than with Marcakis. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention back to Alex Gordon real quick. He's been doing well this year at the plate, for sure. You know, he has 10 homers already, and he's OPSing over 800. Like, that's good. He's solid. He has one stolen base, and you kind of expect that as part of his all-around game, that you're going to get 10 on the air, and he has one so far. He's actually been caught four times, too. And he's 31, and I don't think his game's falling apart at all, but, like, without that bit of speed, all of a sudden you're you're missing an element that made him a lot more mm-hmm. interesting, and... I don't know. Stolen bases are weird because so much of it can be just, like, decision, you know? Like, guys can choose to all of a sudden make it part of their game or not. And if they're bad at it, they might be caught a lot. It might be inefficient. Most of us don't care if they're caught stealing so much. But, um, yeah, you can see guys' uh, value change a lot just based on coaching or decisions like that and how much they decide to run. And so, for whatever reason, Gordon is not running. Um, it doesn't even matter why. Just he, he's not, and that's concerning. And if he decided to, that'd be great. But, um, but yeah. So to me, that's something to keep an eye on for him, cause he's, he's doing well at the plate, you know, but, but not running. And that, that changes him as a player a little bit. Okay. Any other outfielders for you? Uh, no one that's really jumping off the page. Uh, mm-hmm. you could think about, yeah, so Adam Jones is 2,900 on FanDuel. You could definitely think about him against Phil Hughes. Uh, just as someone who, you know, not too prone to platoon problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, it's been a weird season for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly concerned. Uh, he had a really cold streak last year and then turned around and was fine for most of the season. So, uh, I think he's just kind of part of his profile. He's going to be prone to these little blips and, uh, you know, I can turn around any day. At yep. this price point, I think he, you have to think about him at the very least. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he can hit both sides of the plate. He has plenty of talent. Like, he's, yeah, he's one of those guys that's almost always viable. Um, okay. Let's look at pitchers. There's actually a ton of pitchers I kind of like the matchup for today. It's a lot of guys that have potential. Uh, you mentioned Chris Sale off the top of the list. Mm-hmm. He's eleven and a half thousand bucks on FanDuel. Yep. <laughs> expensive. In fact, that game is really interesting to me. You got lefty on lefty, Burley against Sale, and Burley has been good, and he gets the White Sox, who are by far the worst team uh, in baseball against lefties, 
and Chris Sale gets Toronto, who are by far the best team against lefties in baseball. Um, but Chris Sale also has incredible talent, and Mark Burley's a bajillion years old. So it's kind of some some weird matchup stuff going on in that game. And to be honest, I like both of them. Burley is Matt's uh, Field of Streams pick, and I don't think he's insane at all. No, I, I like the pick. Uh, it is a call it interesting matchup. Uh, with Burley, I usually just throw out all platoon splits whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the teams are performing against lefties, how individual players are performing. Uh, he's just a very different type of pitcher than, you know, everyone else that these guys are accruing stats against. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of mucks up the numbers, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I usually just look at how guys are, uh, overall. Mm-hmm. And White Sox, White Sox are still Sox pretty have, bad. The White Sox are still pretty bad. They're also improving somewhat. Uh, I mentioned Melky's kind of turning a corner. Uh, Jose Bray's been hitting a little bit better. Uh, Adam LaRoche has been hitting a little bit better. Uh, Adam Eaton's been doing all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's April and May were just horrid months for the White Sox. Their season stats are never going to recover from that. Yeah, uh, we got got to keep in mind kind of true talent levels of those players. Uh, they're never that terrible. Right. Uh, they're not there's that There's a reason we thought they could make the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, the bad months keeping them down is almost a good thing because it'll, like, keep their prices down. And it's, it's like Kendall Graveman has been awesome, but his ERA and whip, when you just look him up, don't look great because he started out so bad. But it's like, no, he's been good. Scooter Jeanette also, you know, tail of two seasons kind of keep in mind. And you sometimes got to go look at last 30 days or whatever. And, uh, yeah, the White Sox, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden turn around and become playoff team. But, um, they're, they're gonna be viable at times, for sure. Like you mentioned, like, Milky Cabrera's turned around a little bit, and there's, there's talent on that roster, undoubtedly. The sale side of that matchup, uh, against the Blue Jays, that's definitely gonna be fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. one of the best teams in recent memory against left-handed pitching versus one of the best lefties we've seen in a while, uh, outside of Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an incredible hot streak, too. Yeah, yeah, he's been untouchable. There's a reason he's so expensive. And, uh, you know, the winning rosters are usually the teams that use Chris Sale. They, you know, find the scrap guys who perform and, uh, you know, take his huge contribution week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I like AJ Burnett gets the Padres. Mm-hmm. They're 25th in WRC Plus against righties. They're nothing special in AJ Burnett. Um, it has the strikeouts to have a high floor. Uh, I can see him doing fine there at home. Um, Dallas Keuchel gets the Indians, and that's interesting to me. Like, what a really good pitcher who doesn't have the strikeouts to be a true superstar, but it's definitely dependable. But Cleveland is fifth against lefties. Like, it's hard to find out where exactly on their lineup they're hitting lefties from. But, uh, they can hit lefties, so that's not a great matchup for him either. So, and he's over, he's six figures in FanDuel, and he's not going to be cheap at all. But I could see him doing well, but it's hard for me to justify. I don't know. Can you see you putting Keikel in a lineup, or is it just not a good enough matchup? I, I could see going with him. He's a very good pitcher. I'm not worried about those uh, team-wide platoon splits too much uh, when it comes to Keikel. He's, he's another guy who's kind of different. Uh, mm-hmm. with those, uh, an extreme ground ball profile, lots of sliders. Yeah. Uh, really good at keeping the opponent off balance, getting them to ground out. Uh, 
I'm not too concerned about the platoon splits, like I said. What I am concerned about is uh, Carrasco being on the other side of that matchup. Uh, and when you're paying so much money for a player, you really want to be sure you're going to get the win. And I could see this being a pretty low-scoring affair uh, with either guy really having a pretty good shot at winning. Yep. Um, the FanDuel and DraftKings, uh, kind of an interesting uh, thing with their prices. Uh, Keiko's 10300 on FanDuel, Carrasco's 9700 DraftKings has reversed that. Carrasco's uh, 10,200 and Keiko's 9,700. Um, so even the two sites kind of agree that, like, when you combine them, they're very comparably valued tonight. Yep. There you go. Um, do you like John Lackey at the Cubs? He's been pretty all right too. He's yeah, just, that's that's definitely a nice uh, high upside, medium risk type matchup. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime you're against the Cubs. Uh, same with the Astros. There's uh, a potential for a breakout night where they just pile up eight runs, and they can do it against really any pitcher. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter about the quality. Uh, maybe a few caveats like a Sale or a Kershaw, but even then, you know, they have the power hitters to pop two, three home runs, and you know, without it looking fluky. Yeah. So. They're, I wrote down there, uh, the Cubs are 24th in WRC plus against mm-hmm. Fridays, which I didn't realize were that bad against Fridays. They hit plenty of home runs, but, uh, right. they have it's, their struggles for sure. They have trouble with, uh, getting on base and that limits also the, uh, run scoring opportunities for the lineup. Yep. So I, I do like Lackey, uh, tonight. Uh, should be able to get you know, an easy strikeout inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Games at Wrigley, you'll have to watch kind of how the weather turns. Uh, we'll get to this in a moment. There's like six games out of the 11 that have storm risks. Yeah. So you'll just have to keep an eye on it as it gets closer to game time. Yep. Yep. Um, I wrote Edinson Volquez gets Tampa Bay. They're 22nd against righties. It's hard to be excited about Edinson Volquez ever. You know, I, I don't, he just, he's never done it for me. I feel like, his stat guys maybe love Carlos Carrasco. Most of them tend to not get excited about Edson Volquez at all. Are you there with me? Yeah, you know, I like Volquez well enough. I, he's a guy who you gotta catch him on the right day with the yeah. prices. Yeah. And at least on FanDuel, he's 8400 There's no way I'm paying 8400 for Edison Volquez. No. DraftKings, he's 6700 And that I see as uh, a price where I could go for him. Yep. Uh, He's a solid, kind of reliable. You'll get like an average number of points from him most days. Uh, he, high floor, low ceiling type guy. I, I don't mind using those in the right place, especially on DraftKings where you're using two pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to like mix up uh, a Sale and a Volquez, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yep. I. Yeah. He's. It's, it's Edison Volquez, but you're right. On FanDuel, the price isn't anything exciting on DraftKings. Yeah, the price is wrong on FanDuel, but yeah. uh, yeah. DraftKings, he works. Um, Alfredo Simone uh, is 7900 bucks, and that's pretty okay. Uh, he gets the Mariners who are 26th against righties, and that could be fine. He doesn't strike out enough people to be, you know, really excited about it, but he's capable. 
you know, you could see Alfredo Simon having an okay game for sure. Right. right. Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I thought maybe that could be a high scoring one. It could also be a low scoring one. Uh, yeah. They're both kind of enigmatic pitchers, uh, with Iwakuma coming off the DL and Simone just being, uh, who he is. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to predict. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the last one I write, and it's my field of streams pick, uh, Chris Heston gets the Mets. And again, I took my bull singer against the Mets. I'd take Chris Heston. They're second to last against righties in terms of WRC plus. And he's only 7,300 bucks. And he's not overwhelming. He's not a star, but he's capable. Like I, for 7,300 bucks, I think Heston could do fine against the Mets. And he has some strikeouts, you know. Do you like Chris Heston at all? Yeah, I mean, we know he can do it against the Mets. He had 11 strikeouts in that no-hitter. Yeah. Uh, so there's at least strikeout potential there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got the number of a couple guys on that roster. Uh, there's, given they had that no-hitter, it's uh, hard to just throw that matchup out out of hand. And uh, the only issue maybe is that you know other people remember that no-hitter and come back to him. Uh, could be pretty popular tonight. Yeah. Could be popular, but I like the matchup. I'm surprised it's yeah. not more expensive. At least on FanDuel, seven to three hundred bucks. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Um, he's, he's cheap on uh, DraftKings too, sixty three hundred. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other pictures stick out to you? But there's nothing really that's super exciting. I, I mentioned Burley as a uh, you know high, volatile, uh, high variance type guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the White Sox, it's the kind of team I could see him going nine innings. Uh, Probably like four strikeouts, even if he gets a complete game. But uh, I could see a complete game out of him. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, uh, that's more valuable on DraftKings, where he actually gets points for a complete game. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the few guys who there's not too many pitchers in the league now that you can actually think about going for nine innings with. Uh, Burley's one of them. Yep. Yeah. Has a has a chance at it for sure. I guess, especially like. Yeah, God, the White Sox are bad against lefties. And they're going to get better. <laughs> they have to get better. But, man, on paper, it looks pretty good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pitching options, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, any and, other ones? And I never feel good about recommending Burley just because it's, like I mentioned, very high variance. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of picture anything happening, and often anything does happen. And he's opposite Chris Sale, which doesn't help. Yeah, that that's the painful part. Uh, you're hoping... Someone like Jose Batista gets in the one, and then it's like a two-zero game. <laughs> yep, yeah, I, I like him, and I like Heston. Those are our field of streams picks, and I think it's a, a decent day for that. Um, okay, well, that should about do it for us for DFS mm-hmm. options. Um, Brad, I know we want to talk about these uh, redraft leagues, though, for sure. Yeah, so I, I found through. Um, call it random luck that people are kind of looking for mid-season leagues so mm-hmm. i uh tried to put together a uh, a couple reader leagues uh through the daily grind and uh through here field of streams mm-hmm. uh, i'm hosting one i'll be drafting on uh wednesday night that one's already full uh dylan's also got one set up Man. and that one has one spot left right now so if you want to take a look at that uh my daily grind column today i'll have a link to the sign up sheet yep. uh you could try to grab the last spot i retweeted uh, you, one yeah yeah if you miss it i have a wait list i'm going to try to get everyone who wants to be in a mid-season league into a mid-season league mm-hmm. uh probably won't be with me or dylan but maybe we'll find another uh, uh guy to hop on and uh host or yeah. we'll get someone else to volunteer and help out 
Yep. Um, no, yeah, it looks like you got a good waiting list going. No, you're, we're, I'm gonna do mine, um, at, on Wednesday night also. I think it's good to kind of run them the same days. Um, you're doing an auction. I'm doing a snake draft. I know most guys probably prefer the auction. Um, we're just gonna do some to, to switch it up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm going at 7 o'clock Eastern time, you're going at 8, so they're also staggered by time by an hour to hopefully make one of those work for you guys, you know, um, but yeah, uh, I think, I think it'll be, it's a fun concept, again, everybody always talks about, you see all these articles, like, oh, who would you draft first overall today, and it's like, well, now you actually gotta do it, you know, like, where's J.D. Martinez, like, rest of season, like, is he... Especially with his streak right now, it looks like borderline first round pick. I don't think anybody's gonna maybe do that, but I don't know. It, it's fun when you know, oh, I'm only drafting for the next, you know, three months or whatever. Uh, yeah, and yeah. this is my first experience with a in season draft. I think the latest I've ever drafted is one week into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely things to consider that I haven't thought about before, especially with like guys who are hot, guys who are cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, I plan to put zero prep into it, uh, just because of really time constraints more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but it, it should be fun, uh, trying to figure out my strategy in auction. Yeah. Uh, I am interested to see, uh, the price tag on Bryce Harper, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't lie. Part of my going snake draft also was like, oh, I don't have to prep as much. Like, just, just let me go snake draft on it. It'll be, uh, simpler. And it's, it's fair. We all get to do the same, but I don't have to find, figure out what it would pay for Harper or Goldschmidt or whatever. I can just decide that they're, you know, second or third or first or whatever in my draft. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, we're, we're filling up, but go sign up because I think there's enough interest to set up a third league for sure. At least, if not more. Um, and I'll tweet a link to that. Brad will be tweeting a link to that. You can find it on Rotographs for sure. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, you got anything else to, uh, to add? Uh, I think that's it for today. Cool. Yeah, we've been, we've been running long episodes, you and I. I don't think it's necessarily bad. There's a lot of DFS stuff to talk about. It's been good. Yep. Cool. Um, well, for Brad on Twitter at Baseball League Team, I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at HigginsFOS. Uh, Thanks for listening. Enjoying your feedback. Like hearing from you guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.